if I am using technology to save time and save creativity, that doesn't mean I get to just go waste that. Like I need to go reinvest it somewhere else and do something else with it. And so I'm like, okay, so you saved, you know, 20 minutes because ChatGPT just pushed all this content out for you. What are you doing with that 20 minutes? Go learn. Go do something. Go go do something productive, right? Like it doesn't mean you have to go do work. Like I'm not a micromanager in any means, but like use that 20 minutes to self better. And I think that that's where the best marketers will be applying their time. You're listening to the Remarka Brand podcast, where authentic brands win. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Remark Brand Podcast. I'm super excited to be here. This is Mike Jones and Sam Pagel. And coming back, Anatai Zubiai. Thank you, Anatai, for coming back. We're going to be jumping into the second half of our interview that we've actually already recorded. So we're going to do a little preamble here to kind of kick things off before we jump into that, that interview. It's been fantastic having you on in the first episode, Anatai. And I'm excited for everyone to hear the second half of that interview. Uh, but before we do that, we got to do something else that we always do. Name 10 things. All right, Sam, you've got to name 10 things for us, right? Yeah, well, actually, Anatai did. Anatai she, she wants us to name 10 things that we want to automate in our lives. Yeah. So why don't you start us off? Yeah. Anatai. How about laundry? Ooh, like, yeah. I want the Jetsons life. <laughs> yeah. Watch it, fold it, put that. it away. Laundrify. Yeah. There's a name for it already. All right? right? Exactly. Uh, this is not new, but my commute. Just get me to the office without me thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to think about it. I want to just yeah. either appear. I mean, that would be great teleportation. But, but at least just like I get in the car and I don't think about it anymore. Your car's on a track and it just goes. Right? Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. Could you imagine all the things you could do? I, yeah. I, could, I could watch so many more YouTube videos. Yeah. That's probably how I would waste that time. <laughs> you could that's just hire a driver, Mike. That's... That's, that's, what true. That's, what, that's true. That's one way to quote-unquote automate your life. <laughs> Just hire, hire servants. Um, I feel uh, like our history has already done that. Yeah. We've already been there. I would love uh, automated kitchen cleanup. Ooh. Yes. It takes All forever. the dishes. Man. Yep. Yeah. Just do the whole shebang, though. Like, the whole house. Like preparing the food, the cooking of the okay. food. Okay, you're a Disney fan. Did you ever watch, was it called like Smart House or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it was like everything just folded into the floor. Yeah. Like you could just throw anything on the floor and it would just like go down and then it would clean it or right? trash it. Smart me. house. That's hmm. what we, we need. We need this stuff. We need this stuff. All right, that's three. What do we got? Oh, any home maintenance. Hmm. Like, I don't, it, it can repair it or it can call the repairman for me. But like knowing, remembering that I have to call. A light bulb goes out and yeah. like somebody shows up the next just, hour. Just does it. Where you're like, oh, I got to climb There's the a ladder robot. to get to this. Or like remembering to get your air conditioning like mm -hmm. checked out. Like I never remember that stuff. But I have to put it on a calendar. Hmm. Yeah, automate it. Just do it for me. I don't want to think about it. That's probably coming soon, I would think. Right? Everything's connected to Wi-Fi now. So yeah. I want automated teeth cleaning. I just don't ever want to do that again. You just don't want to go the to brushing, the brushing, the dentist, all of it. <laughs> I want it just yeah. like in my sleep, clean my teeth. Yep. I, I, how is that not a thing already? Yeah. We right? got like the Invisalign guard. Can't you just like throw some toothpaste in there and call it done? 
Yep, I think it's a great idea. I'm going to say automate uh, workouts because I hate, <laughs> I hate, yes. I hate the gym. I will not go to a gym. I don't want to go run a mile. You've seen the little like ab pack thing, right? Or you're supposed to like sit and watch TV. And well, I wanted to actually, packs. I wanted to actually work, Mike. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, fine. Sorry, should have said that. That would be great. What else, Anna? Yeah, count good. me in. Four more. Automate? Oh gosh. Autom automate vacation planning. Like I just want to mm. show up and it and go. Like I don't want to pack. Yeah. I don't want to schedule everything. Like just I want that to do. And I know there's travel agents, but like I don't want to even talk to the travel no. agent. I just want to like say this is what I'm doing and have it like surprise me. Yeah. There yeah. is a service that it's sort of that where you pre-pack stuff it's primarily for work trips oh. where you pre-pack it and it's that you send it off to a storage space and then you just say hey i'm gonna be in this city at this hotel at this date send it, it to sends me your box and to it you? just sends it all to you that's cool and i'm like that's kind of brilliant right it'd be Except cool for though like thinking ahead part you go to hawaii and like you don't have to bring anything you show up you're a hotel closet all there yeah. it's like you it's like you rent them all for pressed, the week ready but they're to go. all ready to go new yeah. clothes it's all you know all, all your activities all your restaurants planned, are, all your restaurants are oh books. man that's a good idea that yeah and all like, these places say they're all inclusive come on no, no. come on no, they're, they're not all inclusive no but yeah i don't and i don't want to like talk to anybody to do it i just want to be like, somehow your kids are there yeah. you didn't you haven't seen them you in just, a day yeah. but they're just you there they automated that too that'd be great no, uh, I don't have kids, but how how would the the parents feel of automated homework assistance? Like, <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be nice. That, that was like torture for me, like trying to sit there and like the way I did math versus the way my dad did math. There were lots of tears shed. <laughs> <laughs> that was me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh right? man, like my dad doing speed tests with me. Yeah, back in like what was that like? fifth grade and they're like you have to write cursive like this and i'm like we don't write cursive like, <laughs> my hand hurts make us make us stop this is torture yeah all oh right, my we got gosh. two more all right two more two more automation. Uh, well handwriting just writing things yep yeah just just take my thoughts and just mm. put them on paper no that's probably a bad idea but yeah, that's probably, a bad, probably a bad idea if uh, all I'm, my thoughts were recorded. Turn it off. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh my gosh. Uh, automated oh, journey. Oh man. I love it. I love it. Mm. I'm trying to think of like what's the hardest Ooh, thing in oh, life. Oh. All right, Mike's got it. Oh. Bring it home, Mike. Just import the knowledge into my brain of all the books I'm reading. Oh, that'd just, be really yeah. nice. just, I don't, do I have to take the it's time like to read them all? A memory card. Little memory card, pop right. it in. Download oh, all right, I got it. I want like the Giver experience. You ever see that movie? It's been a long Jeff time. Jeff Bridges. Like, yep. it's, I just watched it the other day again. It's so good. There's like they've created this entirely different world, and where there's no pain, there's no murder, there's no emotion. Like everybody's there's no uniqueness, and uh, but there's one person who has all the knowledge, mm -hmm. and they pass it down, and he's got this next kid. So he, he becomes the giver, and he's the kid that is his job is the receiver. And so he's sharing all this knowledge and a lot of it's painful too, because it's like wars and death and sickness and everything. But I think about that, like he basically just touches his arms and their heads go back and they sit there and this knowledge just transfers, <laughs> you know, it's like the matrix uh -huh. where, yeah. you know, Keanu just pops up. Pl I know, plugs Kung in, Fu, I know you know, I'm <laughs> just like, I would love that. Can you imagine learning a language like that? Like, yeah. oh, I would, I, 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 that's what I would double yeah, down on. I know cool. every language. Yeah. That'd be cool. Read and write. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think the hard work in those things is the reason why we know them. That's the that's the downside. Yeah. Yeah. So put puts wrinkles in our brains. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Makes well, us who we are. That we hit ten, right? That's it. Sweet. Awesome. Find your frequency. All right, so we're about to listen to this interview with Anna Tai, which is weird. We're talking about an interview that's already happened, as if it hasn't happened yet for our listeners, at least. But um, I'm excited about this interview. We're going to get it. We, we talked in the first episode about AI, and particularly AI and how marketers can maybe leverage it and use it, and ways to think about it, maybe some ways that be positive about how you can use it. And in this half of the interview, we get a little bit more into some of the disadvantages of AI, or maybe some of the pitfalls and things to watch out for. So as we kind of get people excited about that, Anatai, what, what would you like say that you think people should be thinking about as they're listening to this interview that we literally just did? <laughs> Absolutely. No, this was not generated by AI. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's one of them. Exactly. No, I think, I think that is the caveat though, is, is just knowing as you're listening to this, and as you're thinking about AI, uh, the, the best piece of advice I could give you is just remember this is, very very early stage mm. technology we are literally at the beginning of our journey and so there's going to be a lot of growing pains that we're going to go through uh, as we learn what this ai thing can do for our world and for our, our careers and for our happiness and our lives and, I, and so i think that that's really important to just stay grounded to the fact that this is new and um, we all have our role to play in developing it as we go on so uh, we'll talk a little bit about pitfalls and yep. things to watch out for, uh, and you know, a couple other ways we talk. We get into yeah. a little bit of, you know, ways that you can use it or things you should be thinking about as a marketer right now that, mm. you know, our AI can distract you from. Mm. So keep those things in mind as you listen. You are remarkable. Like I think back to the internet itself. Like we blazed fast to get the internet and get it in our homes before we thought about. Mm. online predators or the danger that it could cause or scams like we didn't think about that stuff and now we're it's always like our 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 rules and our laws are three steps four steps behind the speed of our technology and i think you know we've seen a lot of growing pains because of that and i don't think there's any way we're gonna get out of it mm -hmm. like it's just the reality of the the rapid pace of we're growing the innovation that we have like let's not stifle innovation but i also think that we do need to start thinking about those sorts of things where if you're putting out something that is AI generated, you should probably say yeah. like this is AI generated, you know, and yeah. I'm, grand, like, I'm a, a huge fan of the onion. Like it yeah. brings me laughs daily, but I'm also like, I know that there are people out there in the world that read those articles and, and they think, think it's, they're real. Think it's real. They think they're real yep. and it causes, you know, undue stress or causes them to make bad financial decisions or do something that they shouldn't. So I think we have to, as a society, just, Take that edge and say, okay, let's exhibit a little bit of care there to know that there's some lines that we probably shouldn't cross with this. And I also think the other side of it too, and this is what I tell marketers <laughs> all the time, and I think to myself, if I am using technology to save time hmm. and save creativity, that doesn't mean I get to just go waste that. Like I need mm -hmm. to go reinvest it somewhere else and do something else with it. And so I'm like, okay, so you saved, you know, 20 minutes because ChatGPT just pushed all this content out for you. What are you doing with that 20 minutes? Go learn. 
Go do mm. some go go do something productive, right? Like it doesn't mean you have to go do work. Like I'm not a micromanager in any <laughs> means, but like use that 20 minutes to self better. And mm. I think that that's where the best marketers will be applying their time. Right. Like go learn something more about that technology or go share this with a peer that maybe is a little bit hesitant using these mm. tools or use that time for something productive so that we are not completely reliant on technology and aren't innovating. I think that's yeah. the challenge is like we have to continue to innovate and press forward. And if we don't, we're not going to be challenging that technology any because it's relying on us to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to keep learning. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a cyclical relationship where I'm like pushing people. I'm like, use the technology, but use the free time for something. Yeah. That's that's going to mean something. To the yeah. World. It's almost like, you know, the way that we've been challenged, I think, in the last 10 years to say it's like if I liken it to social media, right? Mm -hmm. We could easily kind of think that social media replaces my need to work hard to have relationships with people. I'm getting that. I, I hopped onto Twitter. I looked at my river of content. I liked a few things. I commented on a few things. I'm good, right? I've, I have facilitated relationship with people. Instead of saying, I did. I did facilitate relationship. I think there's, you know, there's a good side to that, right? Like keeping up with people that maybe you wouldn't, as easily be able to keep up with. Yeah, it saved you yeah. some time. Maybe saved you a phone call. Maybe saved you a coffee, you know, hangout or a, a now a Zoom call, right? But if you exclusively did that and you never had phone calls, you never had a Zoom date, you never had uh, a conversation with somebody in, re in real time, uh, you have not really given anyone else an opportunity to like serve them and build relationship yeah. with them. And I think the same goes for AI, right? I could see a world where we all just basically hand over thinking. And we say, I don't have to really think anymore. Like I can let somebody else do the research. I can let some, some this tool do the thinking for me, do some initial you know, thought generation, and then I just have to like facilitate it over the wall, right? Back out to the world. Maybe put my my personality on it, my brand's personality, put some flair on it, right? But if I'm not, like like you said, if I'm not going back and I'm learning something, even if it has nothing to do with the business I'm in, even if it's not related to marketing, like go go read an interesting book, mm -hmm. right? Go go listen to an interesting lecture. Go Go hear from actual people directly. Hear from sources directly. Don't just let AI become a filter for you. Yes. And I think that's, yes. for me personally, that's my biggest concern with AI is that we get to a point where we're so lazy that we just let it filter everything for us. We already see yeah. how we do that in social media. We let these tools filter essentially what we get to see and don't see. Yeah. And now, now we live in a world somewhat, I'm not going to say it's all Facebook's fault, right? Um, but to some degree, it's like Facebook shows you what you like yeah. and you it won't show you what you don't chamber. like. And so you never have to interact with people who disagree with you. Yes. And you never have to deal with that in a where, place where like my next door neighbor has to live with me and I have to live with them. Like I'm probably not going to move just because we might have slightly different political viewpoints. Right. Or even extremely different <laughs> political viewpoints or different religious viewpoints or different, different styles of clothes or just whatever. Right. But on social media, I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Right. And I think we could easily find ourselves in a world with AI where you really don't ever have to deal with that. You never even have to interact with an idea that is at all contrary to something you've thought before. Yeah. Um, well, and AI is not, there's no diversity. No. 
in AI. And no. I, I think that's the other challenge is the most innovative companies in the world seek out diverse perspectives mm -hmm. because that's what makes them grow. It, they, they look at it from a different angle. If you look at everything through the same lens all the time, like everything looks fine. Yep. <laughs> and so I think that's incredibly important. Like is AI representing, is it representative of underrepresented groups in our world? I would argue to say no. I mean, there's a, there's tons of people that are underrepresented online and that's where that information comes from. So yeah, I think it's a very, it's interesting. Like you have to take those challenges out. And I mean, I would, I would say, you know, if from content marketing, it's, it's the best practice anyway, shopping your content with your customers. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think this changes. No. Like you're still going to have to go and shop content with your customers, whether you wrote it or AI wrote it. It has still has to resonate. It still has to work. And I think marketers, like our KPIs are not changing. Nope. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're not, if you're looking at this thinking this is going to solve everything for me, <laughs> like, I hate to break it to you. Technology has never been the solution for anything. It's, no. you it's still a have, to have a great, yeah, you still have, to have a great strategy. You yeah. still have to, technology is only as good. It's your car. It's only as good as the gas you put in it. <laughs> so, you know, really think about that and, uh, you know, look at it from that angle to still take those best practices mm. that are important and still track your KPIs and use it to get better yep. and and know when it got better. Like mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing is like if you're using it for improving your SEO, put some benchmarks out and say, hey, here's how we grew and the tool we used. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, give it give it the credit. If it did it, be like, hey, yeah, I was inspired by this. And I think that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, I think there's that element there of like, okay, if you got into that stage, <laughs> like keep chiseling away at other things like ai is not the end i mean i i remember when automation <laughs> i feel really old you guys i remember when i talk about social media i talk about automation i'm old i'm old um i don't feel old i, I feel super young um uh, but no the the reality is like automation there was this whole fear when automation came mm -hmm. out of automation is going to replace customer success and it's going to replace service and it's going to replace no. sale i'm like no it's not you know, really, I mean, it's not elevator operators. I think that's like the only thing that's gone anymore. And those are still cool when you go into an old old school hotel that has one. Yep. You know, but that's, it was the same thing with ATMs. Everybody was afraid of ATMs are going to replace, you know, bankers. I, I do not see that situation anywhere. Um, granted, sometimes you just don't want to talk to a person and I get that because I'm exactly that way where I'm like, yeah. I just want to get my thing done. Yep. But I think that's the other layer of this is like, you have to know what your customer's journey is mm -hmm. and it's going to be different for what their need is and what they want at that moment. Sometimes they just want to talk to a person. They will slam zero on that phone until they get a real human being. Uh, or they just want to ask a question to a chat bot and get yeah. it right now. Yep. Instant gratification. Yep. And if we use AI to speed up that process, awesome. If you use AI to know when to connect to a real human, now you're winning. Yeah. So I think that's the, the, you know, that playbook there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like we've changed so much over time and we've had all these fears about replacing it. I've had a lot of people <laughs> ask me, like I have a friend that's an auditor Yeah. and he's like, is AI going to replace my job? I went, maybe I'm like, what else are you learning right now? Yeah. I think if you're lazy, yeah, yeah it like, will. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> because let's be honest, like the, the simple, for lack of a better word, the dumb stuff, yeah. right? That we all have to do. There's yeah. all there's some aspect of your job right now that you'd be like, yep, that's dumb yeah. that I have to do that. Technology should replace that at some level. Yeah. So 
if you're going to just sit there and go, I'm okay doing the dumb stuff and not learning new things. Yeah, I, I yeah. should. Ex you should expect that you're you're going to get replaced. You're going to run over by the train. You're going to run over by the train. Don't be, compla yeah. Don't be complacent. Yeah, right. it's and I and I think that's what I would tell anyone right now. If you're worried about your job being replaced by AI, one like that's not happening tomorrow. No, this technology is still very infancy phases. I yeah. cannot stress that enough to people. This is just the beginning. You have an opportunity right now, and your opportunity is. Learn to wield it, learn to innovate with it so that when it does become mainstream, you're the person that knows how to operate it. And I think back to, I don't know if you have seen the movie Hidden Figures, right? Mm -hmm. uh, incredible movie, highly recommended. It. It's about um, black women computers at NASA. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, During yeah. the time of segregation, even like mm. these are the most brilliant mathematicians are and are responsible for putting us into space. And uh, one of the women there, she was running, not, she wasn't even a manager. They wouldn't even give her a manager title of all things, but she's basically the manager for the black women's computing group. And they're just running calculations all day long. And she realizes they bring in IBM and there's these computers, there's, you know, a whole room of computers. And she realizes that this is going to replace them. Yeah. And she picked up on that and went and got books and started training herself, started training her yeah. staff. And then went in one day and just was like, hey, I, I know how to operate this machine. And you're going to need people that put the calculations yep. in that know how to use this. And her entire team were the first ones to use it. And she ended up becoming a manager over that group and ended up actually even managing a mm. out of segregation. She was managing the white women's computing group. By yeah, because she knew it. Because mm. she knew it. Yep. And that insight that she had looking at the same, I'm not going to be replaced. I'm going to become irreplaceable. Yeah. Because she knew how to wield technology. And I think that's a great lesson. And yeah, Hidden Figures, recommend the movie. Yeah. Please watch it. Um, but I, I look back at that and I'm like, that's one of those things that that was a chance. Mm. That Right now is the moment. Right yep. now is the moment. Whether you're an auditor or a lawyer or a content creator. I mean, I don't care what 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 profession you're in right now. Like, there is some way that technology is going to change you in the next mm -hmm. 10, 20 years be a part of it, hmm. right. part of I, it. I think about i mean this this is not and you're you've said this multiple times this is not new it's not a new trend yeah. we've talked about like oh everybody now has an iphone everybody can go shoot a video or take <laughs> a good looking photo um our you know we do that in our business like we'll do professional photography and videography and production is that going to go away like are people just not going to need that from us anymore and we were like nope they're going to need it because there's going to come a day where everybody's doing that and there's going to be this clear line between, oh, your nephew shot that on his iPhone and we actually took the time to build a story, work out the details, find the right people, write the script, shoot it profess professionally with lighting. Um, and that's just a difference maker. And I think even with like something like ChatGPT, there's going to be an opportunity uh, probably in the near future where it's like, I think you said a professional it. chat GPT operator. Well that, but also like there's going to probably come a point in time where like people are hungry for that human voice again, mm. because yeah. there's all this like computer generated stuff out there and it's like double down on that. Yeah. Get really good at that. So when the time comes where it's like, 
no one's talked to a human in a week. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> well, be that I, person. It's the art of communication, too. And I, I think even, I mean, our, our poor kids have been, you know, in lockdown for several years. And you just, my sister in law is a teacher, my best friend's a teacher. And they said the way kids communicate has completely changed. Mm. And I think to a family event, a family birthday party I went to recently, all the adults are outside, we're enjoying food and music and having fun. And the kids, I kid you not, are oh, in man. a room. All they're quiet, which was wonderful, honestly. <laughs> but they were all quiet on their devices. And I was just like, wow. Like if that would have been me at that mm-hmm. age, we would have been running around like crazy, you know. And it's changed, you know, and I'm not against that. I, I, I love that kids just naturally, I mean, they come out of the womb with an iPhone these days. But like I love that they're naturally gravitate towards technology because I feel like it's it's an interesting thing. It's it's kind of my like philosophy on education, but I think about like back to Rockefeller times, right? Where they they wanted to teach kids to be workers <laughs> because they needed workers. They didn't teach them to be entrepreneurs. And I'm like, I love that there's that access to technology now because kids can learn things all over the place from any different angle. They want to go get Cisco certified from like the best <laughs> professor in Slovakia. They can do that. Uh, and that's cool. Like I didn't have that type of opportunity. But I also look at it, I'm like, there's an art of communication that's missing. Mm-hmm. And you're the presentation that we put, like I even think about, you know, and, I, and I'm a lover of social media. I think about like how you present yourself on Instagram or how you present yourself on TikTok. Like you have filters. You have filters. You're trying to put your best self forward. You should in a video. I mean, that's what everybody wants to do is is look their best. But I think the challenge there is that it's also not real. And so when you're presented with those situations that are less than that and you're not behind that digital veil, can you still be the person you are? When you have the digital veil and Mm -hmm. I I think that's a a challenge there. It's that art of and that's where creatives are really going to be coming in is how do you create that inhuman experience versus that artificial experience is so easy to create. It's going to become commoditized. I mean, I could go create a video tomorrow with a, you know, filtered face that makes me look like I'm 13 again, um, which is crazy. But that reality is there. And I agree with you. I think that creating that inhuman feeling like that's what professionals will be doing they'll be Mm. crafting that it's more like image coaching even like how do we pull out the real you it's interesting i um i haven't tried it yet i'm going to maybe i'll share them if they're good but i i recently saw (laughs) ai now uh you can get professional headshots done and you Mm. can send a whole bunch of your photos in and it creates these and i i was watching a girl's video that did them and like I was laughing, it was really really funny because she, I mean, there were like out of a hundred photos, there were like five that were actually great. Like I I was like, okay, I could use those five, and that's all you really need, right? But there were several of the bloopers that she shared. There was one where she had like her hand by her neck and had like <laughs> three fingers that were like weird, and then like one where her, her fingers were coming into each other, and then she one had two different colored eyes. Um, it was really funny. It was really really funny. But I think about that and I'm like, that's why I say it's like it's not new, but it's also not there yet. So, you know, and I've always cautioned people. um, I I, I never have an off switch. We've talked about this. (laughs) I'm always doing something and photography is one of my really big passions. And I I used to own a photography business um, before I moved to Arizona. And I always used to tell people, like, you get what you pay for. Um, and especially like those moments, like your wedding, right? Like 
if your wedding photos are ruined, they're ruined. Mm. <laughs> There's no replacing that. Uh, but I think back, I'm like, if you're trying to produce something that puts that best image forward, you're producing something that represents your brand or is representing your company or your your hiring brand. Like, don't skip out on that. Mm. Like, don't skip out on that. Invest in it. Make it something that you're really, really proud of that your employees want to share. Uh, because it, it will go a long, long way if you do that. Yeah. Just shooting it on an iPhone with, you know, a white background <laughs> wall and the harsh fluorescent lights. I mean, yeah. It, or just AI generated. Or just AI generated, <laughs> which you can completely do. There's still, you know, it, it makes a difference. And mm-hmm. I, I think it also makes a difference too. Like the, see a lot of people playing with AI generated videos for help mm-hmm. videos. And I think that can work, but it's going to take a human to really write the script for that because they know how the other humans thinking using their product AI isn't going to know. Yep. So yep. there's like some gaps there. Like, can you use it? I think you can. You can play around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say try it, but don't have like super high expectations. <laughs> like going to it realistic where yep. you're like, okay, you know, my budgets are tied. All marketers are. I mean, it's literally like we're asked to do more with nothing continually. But it's like, okay, where are you going to scrimp on that? Try it. Uh-huh. And then if it doesn't work, like, don't be afraid to say, hey, this is what the output was. I tried it. <laughs> I tried it. And this is why it's not good. Yeah. Um, because sometimes that's what you need is to just say, we we went that route. We invested mm-hmm. in it. And you will never be asked to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we just talked about this a couple episodes ago about don't forget that marketing, branding, it, it's about people, right? Yeah. Like your your business, whatever you do, service, product. It's for people. It's not for a machine. It's not just for generating something else. It's it has to be people centric, people focused. Marketers forget, and myself included, many times. I have to be reminded. We forget that those CRM numbers that we're reporting our KPIs on are human beings, mm-hmm. and. I think that's a very important thing and it's really easy to fall in the trap, especially as marketing is more and more and more and more digital. And especially if you're in like a SaaS space like I am where it's, you know, high growth, you're moving as fast as you can with as little as, you know, as much efficiency, as little as budget as possible. You forget. Sometimes you forget. And, uh, and I've noticed a lot of organizations like, and I think that's why this current time, like the current structure though, and the, and some of the economic challenges we're having are actually a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that sounds really bad, but bear, no, with, they are. bear with me, uh, because acquisition, if you've got so much stress in your acquisition, you are always realizing that you have challenges further on and yeah. your brand is not acquiring it's a customer it's an entire experience like it's the entire walkthrough of how you don't remember the first ad you saw you don't remember the name of the sales guy like you don't remember the name of the person that just solved your problem on on support but you remember the brand and that positive or negative experience you had with the brand and i think marketers now like if you've spent so much time acquiring 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 and not paying attention to the customers like do you have lifetime value how long does it actually take you to get to that? Like, what is your CAC? What's your CAC yeah. to LTV? Like, how are are you tied into that as a marketer right now? I mean, I hate to say it, but this stuff's your North Star. Yeah. Especially right now. Like, there's no recession proof marketing. Nope. But that is what you should be paying attention to. Because if your customer funnel is leaking, it doesn't matter how hard you ask your acquisition team to work right now. And the economy is slow. People are cutting budgets. They're not investing in new things. 
your loyal customers aren't there and they're still falling out the funnel, you're now putting tons of pressure on your acquisition teams to perform at higher rates. They can't do it. And now you're going to burn cash. And there's no AI solution to solve for that. (laughs) Because the reality is knowing people, it's going back to the heartbeat of like, who is the customer and are you solving their problem? Is your product actually have a market fit? Do you know who your ICP is? Like, those are all things you can train an AI to know, but your AI is not going to tell you that. Like, you have to come up with that yourself. And that's where strategic leaders and marketing departments are always going to be sitting there at that that end of the table. Sometimes the chair is a little shorter than their counterparts. Um, we're working on that. But that's where that marketer has to come in. If you're not paying attention to customer journey right now and how to better serve your customers, I'm thinking about AI. How does AI help you serve your customers better? Is it a chat support or is it help videos? Like blend it there. Um, that's a great place to start, especially right now, because it's it's one of those really wonky periods where you know, there's not a lot of that high acquisition happening. I mean, some industries are still happening, but you know, if you're in SaaS like I am, it, <laughs> it's, it's a not just SaaS; it's everywhere. Like yeah. we're we're seeing it, and we you know we play in some other fields like yeah. accounting and law firms and engineering firms, other professional services and tech, and we've got some manufacturing clients too. And it's like we're seeing it across the board. Yeah, right. The the ones that I think are gonna really thrive through the next you know year to two years are those that double down on their existing customers and say, let us, let us deliver the best possible experience that we can in service of a relationship, right? And we talked about this, I think, Sam, you just referred to this a couple episodes ago. We spent a whole episode just talking about reminding ourselves the end goal of marketing is not sales, it's long-term relationships. And so how do you do that? There's lots of ways to do that. Some of that's delivering a great experience. Some of that's just following up. It's asking questions, it's listening. Sometimes it's also like, give a little bit away, right? Give them some value, remind them that like, we're here, we wanna help you. This is a relationship. We wanna maintain our and grow our relationship with you. One of the ways that we do that as individuals is we say, hey, I'll give you some, I'll give you some of my time, I'll give you some of my expertise, and I don't expect anything in return. I'll send you, you know, I'll I'll drop off a meal, right? These are ways that we build relationships with one another as individuals. I think sometimes as businesses, we go, oh, no, 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 that stuff matters, right? Like, and it's like, no, that's, it's the exact same stuff, just applied at scale. Yeah. Um, that's the art of conversation, hmm. the art of relationships. Like, and I, and I love that. Like, it goes back to the point you were saying, like, the stuff we don't want to do. The stuff we don't want to do is sit down and write, you know, 20 some nurture emails. Like, I mean, maybe some people do. I don't. Uh, But the reality of that is I would much rather use my free time that I have to call a customer Mm -hmm. or go out and do a site visit or Mm -hmm. sit down with, you know, one of our customers having a challenge and help them solve it. Like, those are things that are more important and help me improve as a marketer. That was one of the first things I, I did when I started at Quora. I picked up the phone and called customers. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I actually did that. I'd call like two or three a quarter and just have, just you know, no agenda conversation. Like, tell me what mm-hmm. you're working on. And uh, I think those are things that as a marketing leader, I even found hard to find time. I literally had to carve it out of my schedule. And I think about that now and I'm like, everybody would benefit from those things. And I think we don't do them because it boils down to, I have to get these tactical things done every single day. 
yeah. the things I don't want to do that I procrastinate that are going to, you know, maybe it really takes five minutes to do this, but it takes <laughs> me 20 because I hate doing it. But be real about those things with yourself. If those can be replaced, then you can spend more time on those relationship building factors like yep. you were talking about. And I, I think there's places, you know, I, I love I love a good chat bot. I'm actually a huge fan of Drift. Hopefully yeah. they hear my shout out. But <laughs> uh, I think those technologies are fantastic for helping people online at the time. Uh, and I think like that's where you need to know when they when the person needs a human. Mm-hmm. And. You know, your or just give them that option, yeah, right? Like yeah. some, like you talked about earlier. Sometimes people want the robot, and some people want, yeah. at a t- different time, yeah. want a human being. And it's all it depends on their learning journey. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I I would argue to say like if my dad and I went, my my dad is uh, he's getting close to eighty, <laughs> and uh, you know he's he still buys things online, which I am super proud of. I taught him to use eBay. I never should have. Now he's using, now he's using Amazon. He's a professional. If he listens to this, he's, he's going to call me, but uh, I taught him to use these tools. I'm like, dad, you need to utilize this. Um, it's, it's great. And so he's out there like online shopping, but his, his need, if he doesn't understand something, he wants to pick up the phone and call and ask questions. He's yep. not going to go look at the FAQs. Yeah. I am. And that's the difference is, you know, you have to know who your customer base is. And if you're serving predominantly people that are in that, you know, tech, native tech range, like that's fine. But if you're, if your audience, if your, if your customers go up into, you know, like my dad's persona, mm-hmm. you've got to find ways around serving them. I mean, it's not, it's not fair to eliminate them just because like, oh, you didn't use the chat bot. I mean, the last thing my dad wants to talk to is a chat bot. Yep. He doesn't even understand what the chat bot is. Yeah. You know, so I think that's the challenge there is we have to we have to think about like what type of service they want. Give them options. Mm. Everybody wants an option. I mean, I do, too. Like email subscriptions or how I talk to a company or how I can reach you, what kind of questions I can ask when Uh, everybody wants options. And I think it's just knowing what those options are and being able to serve them and use AI where you can. Yep. Right. It's a great place. That's a great place for it. <laughs> I love it. I think so. that's a good final statement. Use AI where you can. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Wield it. <laughs> cool. Thanks for coming on, Anatai. If people want to get a hold of you or they want to find out more about you, where, where's where's a good place or a couple places for them to find yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am very active on LinkedIn, so I'll mm-hmm. spell my name. Uh, so A-N-A-T-I is my first name, last name Zubia, Z-U-B-I-A. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, or you can feel free to email me. Uh, my email is just anatai.zubia at gmail.com. Happy to start up conversations. I love talking marketing. I love talking, obviously, SaaS, but I uh, would love to hear from you guys, especially. I'd love to hear feedback. Uh, this conversation was a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, always happy to, to sit and you know dark out about marketing. <laughs> it's, it's my love. So thank you so much. Thank Sam you, Anatai. Thanks for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. The Remarka Brand Podcast is a project of Resound and is recorded in Tempe, Arizona with hosts Mike Jones and David Kosand. It's produced and edited by Sam Pagel. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at RemarkableCast.com. If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about the Remarka Brand podcast or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode 
check out our website at remarkablecast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media, LLC, 2022.